You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. Hey Sean, we got the 15 minute clock going, our countdown timer. It's that time of season, right? We've actually been doing some practice, working on our own games, and we get this question a lot this time of year in the spring. You know, what, what are some best practices, or how how can I get my game in shape coming out of the winter? You know, a lot of folks have, have had their clubs put up somewhere. You know, and it's been cold, been a lot of snow out. Uh, you know, what can they do? How can they practice? How can they get their game in shape as soon as possible? So when the greens get right and the weather turns, and which is we're real close to it right now. Um, everybody's ready to go and hit the ground running. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is a topic I understand well because I'm from Maine originally, right? So I, I um, it's cold up there. Yeah, <laughs> we would have to kind of go through this same thing every single year. And uh, you know, I never really. First thing I would say is I never really put the clubs away. You know, I always had a, a kind of a short iron in the house. Um, I had a window that was in the living room. I had enough room to kind of look at myself in the window and kind of work on the backswing or kind of slow motion type stuff. And I had wiffle balls. If it got nice enough outside, I'd go out and maybe hit a couple of little wiffle balls around the yard. But um, that would be the first thing, I guess. Even if you're not quite clear with weather yet, wherever you're from, or it's not quite there yet, you you can still be doing stuff in the house to get better. Yep. So, and that's pretty much year-round, right? Yeah. We, We work on our swing, and we teach indoors a lot. And between lessons or, you know, when we go to lunch and we come back a little early, we're always doing indoor swings. We're always hitting foam balls indoors. Rarely do we hit real balls indoors just because of the feedback the foam ball gives you. And when when you're working on your swing and you're trying to make a swing change, as, you know, we're both trying to fix a couple things in our swing, when you're doing that and you're hitting a real ball, especially if you're hitting a real ball outside, you're going to hit a lot of terrible shots. You're going to hit a lot of terrible feeling shots. And it, it almost undermines what you're trying to change because you're getting this negative feedback from impact. And no matter how we swing, you know, no one wants to hit skulls and shanks and fins and all that. So you get enough of those under your belt and you're just going to punt on the swing change you're making even if you're actually making your swing better because you're not used to having impact from different locations a lot of guys we see will scrap the swing change just because of that feedback from that little white golf ball. And that's probably the biggest thing that you can do immediately to start changing your golf swing for the better is when you do practice and make swings indoors or even outdoors into a net, you know, using foam balls so you don't get that negative feedback from impact. Yeah, you know, start with um, – and, and- if you're working on something or you are trying to change your swing, most of us are, you know, there's always a, a way to get a little bit better, right? Use your phone, get some film to kind of see what you're doing. And then, um, like Mike said, hitting foam balls into a net, there's no better way to try to make a swing change. If you notice 
your takeaways a little inside or you don't like your setup posture or your top of your swings not where you think it should be. Um, use the foam ball, make some slower swings and film it. And then after every few shots, ch- check the video uh, because what you're feeling and what you're doing are usually miles apart. And, uh, you know, Mike's watched me practice a lot and I've watched him practice a lot. He probably has hardly ever seen me take a full swing at a golf ball, a real golf ball indoors, just trying to kind of smash it. And I, and I literally will watch every swing that I make because we have a nice setup at the warehouse. I'll hit a slow motion swing with a foam ball and then watch the swing intently to see if I actually did what I was trying to do. And I think that's such a huge thing, making a swing change. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm just going through my, my memory banks here, trying to remember the last time I've seen you take a full rip inside with a real ball, and I'm having a hard time doing it, um, even, even outdoors. Even when I watch you practice outdoors and, you know, we'll get we'll, – we'll finish up our lessons and then we'll head over to the course and trying to get nine holes in. And just in a brief warm-up, I'm still watching you make these kind of slow motion swings and rehearsals and, you know, like the only two guys on the range doing that. Literally. <laughs> and you'll be pay, you'll be booking with – with other golfers and you'll see the frustration you'll see just hit a bad shot all right this next one's going to be harder and faster and it kind of leads us to the next point here it's okay you are outside now the weather is nice right how do you practice outside how do you get your game in shape outside to where when you are starting to play your matches with your buddies and and you're trying to get in their pocket and keep them out of your pocket how do you start to practice how do you get your game tuned up you take this indoor practice and actually put it to good use to hit good shots when you're out there playing. Yeah, and like Mike said, you know, now you're getting to the range. How are you utilizing your range time? And I'm not talking about a pure warm-up for a round. You know, if, if you're getting ready to go play a, a money game with your buddies, you know, hit hit a few balls and get loosened up and kind of see what your ball is doing that day. I mean, in, again, I, you can still put alignment sticks down and things like that, but – um, when you actually go out to do a practice session to change your swing, you have got to spend the time making sure you're lined up to where you think you're going to go with one, two, or more alignment sticks, right? And film some swings to see where you may be getting off track, or you also can see what you're doing compared to what you think you're doing. And um, the last thing I'll, I'll say about that is, you know, use a lot of slower motion swings. Even on the range, you don't have to stand there and rip balls at, at full speed. I'm, I'm thinking back. We've been going to the range now or been playing this year since probably almost eight weeks now, six to eight weeks. And during that time, we've seen one person have a camera out, right? We teach her. Yep. One person <laughs> have a us. camera. <laughs> And we've seen two people during that whole time use alignment sticks. One was another student of ours that we had to kind of yeah coax yeah coax <laughs> uh, to use his alignment stick. I mean, everybody's got them in their bag. That's the funny thing. Every golfer just about has them in their golf bag, and they're in the cart, and they're they got the little covers on them, but they're never used. Yeah, hardly ever. It reminds me of a story I was. I think you were there too. You had one of your tour players and I was with, with a guy who had hired me to come out to Pebble Beach with him and work with him uh, during the tour event. And we got 
kind of on the range and settled in and I looked over to my right and Jim Furyk was there setting up his little practice station for the day. And it was alignment stick on his toe line, alignment stick outside the ball. He had alignment stick about, I don't know, I guess it was for ball position, kind of a T. And then he had a rope stretched out about 20 feet down the range. He kind of looked and kind of walked it out there and stuck a T in both ends. And that was dead straight. I'm thinking to myself, you know, this might be, I mean, he's won almost more, but he's got to be top five on the all-time money. I think he's top three. Yeah, and this guy had more strings and ropes out and alignment sticks than anybody I've ever seen in my life, and you'd never, ever see it. An amateur would be embarrassed to do it, I feel like. I feel like they almost think it's like, it's an embarrassing thing to have to do that, and these best players in the world, are, they're all doing it on the range. Yeah, I think it's it's like there's a... An association of this is like a high handicapper way of practicing, <laughs> and here's a top three all time money list out there with more sticks and strings, and you know you can shake a stick at, and he's doing it diligently. And can you think of a straighter golfer? No, no. And before I forget to, there's this all these arguments about block practice versus random right. practice. I mean, I'm watching. I spent seven years with David Toms at his academy, and we I watched him hit thousands of balls just by working with him and then just hanging out playing with him hitting balls on the range and you know he would set up an alignment stick and just hit the same shot over and over again like just kind of stand there with one club for a while and and just not hitting all kinds of random high fade high draw low no don't get me wrong it's nice to be able to do that and i think there's a place for that sometimes but most of the time i just see these guys with a lot of block practice, just trying to hit the same shot over and over again. Because I know when I do that on the range, I'm able to hit the same shot over and over again. That gives me confidence. Um, I can take that to the course. Um, you know, I'm thinking back with the other sports that played basketball, football. Um, I wish I had a nickel for every hour I spent in the gym. You know, my, my dad was athletic director, so I had just access to the gym anytime. I'd go down there after dinner, stay till late at night, just free throw after free throw, 45 jump shot after 45 jump shot. It's, it was, I can't think of any random practice that I did yeah. when I actually built the skills to out, go out and perform those random, you know, That's in right. game type of things. And, you know, when you think about it, golfers are typically already good at random things. They're already random. They're already random. Especially high-handed right? They do everything random. And it's, and it's just they don't know which random movement is going to show up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. So tr- trying to build a skill by doing what you already do in the sense that you don't know what shot's coming next. So if I'm practicing to hit a different shot every way, I, we don't see the best players in the world do that. We don't get better doing that, and we don't see our students get better doing that. You know, there's a time and a place when you can go out to the golf course and let's say, okay, I'm going to need to learn how to fade it around a tree. I need to learn how to hook it around a tree or high-low or whatever. But that's all after you've developed the skills to be able to hit that same yardage right at the target. With the same curvature. Right. With your given shot shape, whatever that is, draw, fade, straight, whatever. Um, You know, you have to be able to develop the skills. You can't skip skill building to go into random performance. You can't, and it's been, I think there's been a lot of studies done with, on that topic, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it really highly correlates to what the reality is out in the wild. You know, you, like I said, you see like a Jim Furyk, he's not moving that alignment station on every shot. He's no. just, he's setting that up for a reason. 
He's trying to hit the same shot over and over again. He's trying to get his start line the same on every shot. You're trying to get the curve to curve in a way it doesn't cross over his, his target line. If he's hitting draws, he starts them to the right and tries to get them to start enough right so they don't cross over his line or his target line. And um, obviously he can hit all the shots, but when he was when those guys are out there practicing, they're just kind of trying to, to dial in a stock shot. Yeah, you, you have to d- build a skill. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're changing your skill, right, that requires a lot of block, block practice. If you're building your skill, you've got your swing where you want it. Now you're just trying to ingrain it. Again, more block practice, more eight irons. And I tell a story all the time. We had a guy come in, um, I believe it was the year before last, one of our tour players, uh, before the playoffs. I think it was two weeks before the playoffs. So right in the heat of the season, right? And he came in for four days. He spent all four days, roughly eight hours a day, all four days, hitting his nine iron 40 yards. Yeah. The only shot he hit for four straight days, a nine iron 40 yards, because he was trying to make a change in his downswing, which is very tough to do, right, because it happens so quickly. So he slowed it way down. And normal nine irons, like 160. He was hitting it 40 yards and did it hour after hour after hour, day after day after day during the season. Yeah, and when we say 40 yards, we mean full swing 40 yards. Yeah, he wasn't chipping, hitting chip shots. He was making a full motion. It just looked like you were filming him in slow motion. Hogan was famous for it. I mean, there's videos of him online making a full swing with a, with a driver, and you almost can't if, – if you, if you weren't paying attention, you would think it was just filmed in slow motion. It's just actually him. His part of Hogan's practice was to make – super slow motion driver swings that looked kind of normal flow to him and hit the ball maybe like 10 feet. Right. It's pretty amazing. And that was very difficult to do. One. Yeah, it is. It's difficult to sync all the pieces together and make it look smooth without having the, what we find in lessons. And I, I truly believe this is key differentiator with skill level with golfers. Can you make a full swing with like an, like an eight iron, like Mike is saying, hit it 40 yards without having this extra flash change in momentum at the bottom everyone wants everyone's using that hit to make up for some kind of compensation when they do this drill see if you can take a full swing with an eight or nine iron hit it 40 yards and make it look like a slow motion video and hit the ball somewhat somewhat solid it's very difficult to do you might even give up it's that hard if you haven't worked at it but if you keep doing it and keep working at it you'll figure it out that is uh, one thing that I have very little patience for in a lesson is a golfer saying, I can't swing it slow. I'm like, well, there's a reason why you're 15, 20 handicapper. Right, right. So the, the skill you're talking about there is taking the swing that you have, and we've all seen the, you know, like the biz hub type slow motion swings. You see them, you know, just biz hub search in YouTube, and you can see those slow motion swings. That's how your live speed swing should look. That's extremely difficult to be able to do. But if you can do that, you are basically ingraining these movement patterns to stitch all of those individual parts together at a speed that you can actually think as you're doing it, right? Because you can feel all the changes. If you can't do that, or if you can't do that and hit it at all or very good, that should be a big indicator that you've got that area of the golf swing that needs attention. And that's a great way to get your swing in shape. One of the most favorite things that we've done these past six weeks getting our own games together is going out on the golf course and playing with the idea, okay, 
these are going to be 65, 70% golf swings. That's all we're going to play these nine holes for, 65, 70% golf swings. Both of us talked about how good, how solid we hit it doing that. And what happens then is when, you're, when you force yourself to go slow but make quality swings, the speed, you know, by the hole 11 or 12, the speed's back up to normal, but it still feels very smooth, very put together, and uh, very efficient. Yeah, and on that note, not to go too much longer, I, I honestly believe, and you you probably see it too, there's like a sweet spot effort level that might be 75 80% that if you do it, when we get on these force plates that we have, you almost like use the ground a little more efficiently, and you still get your maximum speed with a with less effort. So, you know, when you're out playing golf, try that kind of scale the the, the force or effort level you're using. Try seventy, try eighty, eighty five in that range. You might find there's a sweet spot there where the ball feels like literally there's no effort, and the ball the distance keeps up or even increases. You're gonna play your best in that in that sweet spot. It's your speed limit, for, right. per se. Exactly right. And, you know, the goal is to is to keep raising your skill level. So, you, you know, whatever it is, maybe it feels like 60% today. The goal is not to stay at 60%, is to keep getting better at 60, you know, go to 65, you know, keep climbing. But that's a great way to develop the skills you need to transfer all of this off-season work, or if you haven't done off-season work, to start doing the work on your golf swing and then transfer that out when you're playing. I think you'll you'll hit a lot better golf shots under the gun than maybe you are now. That's it.